Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're simulcasted on our sister station, the Team 980, and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to high noon before we hand things over to Pistol Pete Medhurst. Pete will join us coming up at 1140 to give us the skinny from M&T Bank. He was out at Baltimore Ravens practice yesterday, so make sure you stick around for the 1140 segment to hear my conversation with Pete Medhurst. Coming up in about a half hour, we will hear from Pete Haley, one-third of the Beltway Football Podcast for NBC Sports Washington. He was out there boots on the ground at Commander's Training Camp practice yesterday, so he'll give us the skinny and tell us what happened on Sam Howe's first interception of 11-on-11 work here in training camp. That coming up in about 28 minutes when uh, Pete Haley is set to join the program. Right now, though, I want to hit the phones. MGM National Harbor listener lines wide open, one 800 636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. It's on Instagram as well at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Hot button issue right now between this fan base is whether or not, is whether or not, whether a rebrand is more important or whether the name change is more important. The interesting debate and discussion about the impact that RFK is going to have on the citizens that already live in D.C. And we got into some real good discussion. I did some more research on it overnight. I I was more so just trying to give the little person a voice. The gentrification that's happened in the District of Columbia, it's it's really happens here in D.C. more than it happens anywhere in the country. Straight up. I want to let you all hear right now from D.C. Mayor Mario Bowser. She had a rally the other day at Nationals Park. And during this rally, Mario Bowser introducing some new legislation that gives renewed hope to the commanders coming back to the old RFK site. Take a listen. I made it a point for the district to get control of RFK and control our destiny. So the legislation that was introduced today will allow for a 99-year lease of RFK, which is very important to us. It will allow for a mixed-use use of the land which is very important to us. So that's sport, recreation, housing, restaurants. But when I say that, I mean jobs and opportunity for D.C. residents. 
D.C. Mayor Mario Bowser talking, I believe it was on Thursday, where she had a pep rally at RFK to introduce new legislation for the land over at the old RFK site. And we talked about this at nauseum yesterday. While I understand all the nostalgia and all the memories that are synonymous with this football team playing at RFK and how all of you out there, if you had, if you were white, black, purple, Democrat, Republican, Sundays at RFK is where all walks of life were brought together to root for one common goal. That was for a Redskins win. I understand all of that. But man, going back over to that site, when what they're trying to build is not a stadium is what I keep trying to harp on to people. This is going to be a sports and entertainment Taj Mahal. Hotels, restaurants, bars, commercial stuff, apartments. I mean, it, and anything you can imagine will be put over there. Now, I understand that it will create jobs. Because I think that's one thing that Nats Park being built in Navy Yard has done. It's created hella jobs, right? All the stadium workers that work at Nats Park are from this area. I love that. But my concern, and we heard from somebody yesterday, what about the family that's lived over there for 30, 40 years that's going to have to be given a voucher and be told to go move somewhere in PG County? And I was told that I had the voucher system wrong or incorrect. For what I was explained, and the way I know a voucher works, when they come in and they build something commercial, They got to replace you, right? They got to give you somewhere to live. They can't just come knock down your house and not give you somewhere else to live. You can give someone else to live. Let's say you live over by Bennett Road and they move you out to, say, Largo. But they give you a nice apartment out in Largo. The question now is this. Yeah, you may have given me a new home, but how am I getting my kid to school? How am I getting to work? Because most folks that live in the district, because of the public transportation system, you don't have to have a car. You get Metro walk everywhere. I say it all the time, man. I got a BMW, bus, Metro walk. That's how I get down. But man, I wanted to give a voice to the smaller person, but then I wanted to speak to the overall issue that it feels like you all have amongst the fan base. Two things that you all want from this new ownership group, a rebrand and a return to RFK. We just let you hear from Mayor, from Mario Bowser. Right now, I want to re-rack the audio we played last segment. Here is team president. Jason Wright talking to Darren Haynes of WUSA 9 about a potential name change. How much have you talked to, to Josh Harris and, and the rest of the group so far? Plenty. Plenty? <laughs> Plenty. Any? They, they have jumped right in. They have jumped right in. What, what's, uh, what, are, what are their thoughts in regards to fans saying like they want to change the name? Because you put in a lot of work on that commander's name and, yeah. and, and fans are like, hey, w- w- will they change the name the to something else? The work we put in is not, is not an issue. They're looking at everything. We're discussing everything. It doesn't matter what effort went in before or any of that stuff. Um, if it comes to discussing it, we'll discuss it. Why is that so important, though? I mean, because the fans are talking about it. Mm-hmm. If the fans are talking about it, then it's something you got to talk about, yeah. period. And you, can't, you can't just turn a, a deaf ear to something that a segment of the fan base is passionate about. That's it. It's very simple. Yeah, yeah. Got to appreciate the transparency from team president Jason Wright. I love the quote that he said. Why is it important? Because the fans are talking about it. It just shows how big of a voice you all have, man. I said it the other night when we were at the bullpen. You can't say D.C. ain't a sports town, man. What other fan base has driven an owner out? What other fan base has forced an owner to sell? Because that's what we've done here. But I want to get your guys' thoughts on this, man. MGM National Harbor Lister Line's wide open. 
1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. I'm trying to take the temperature of the Burgundy and Gold Faithful. What is more important to you? A rebrand and a name change? Or the return to glory over at RFK? Let's hit the phone. So let's go out to Andre and Manassas. What's going on, Dre? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. I mean, I think for me, it's the ease of getting to the game. And um, so I have to it, 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 the stadium could be in Virginia. I think it has to be in D.C. because it just makes it easy. You don't have you don't need to get a car. It has to be in D.C. near a metro stop. So it doesn't have to be RFK. But as long as it's someplace where you can get some metro accessibility and you don't need to drive in, then I'll be happy with it. Now, you know, Liddell, I was, you know, I'm looking at these um, these pictures and these clips of practices oh. and all that stuff, man. Boy, it feels good, man. It's like um, you start a movie, The Dark Knight, and, yes, you know, sir. when Dark Knight shows up for the first time in, in the tunnel and the, the young cop was like, what's that? And the old guy was like, hey, you in for a treat tonight. I think the whole <laughs> city... The whole, you know, NFL, yeah. the, the whole country's in for a treat when, when um, the, the Burgundy goal shows up. But I really think, I used to say it may be worth one or two victories in the regular season. Uh-huh. But, you know, not that I feel sorry for teams like Dallas and the Giants and, and the Cowboys. But it's going to be the, the Eagles. It's going to be different for them. I mean, for like two decades, they've been coming to, you know, FedEx Field, yeah. and they've had the home field advantage. 100%. It, it's not going to be like that anymore. It's not going to be like that anymore. And, you know, that's got to count for a couple of wins, man. So I'm I'm really pumped. I'm really excited. Um, would I like to see the name change? Yeah, but I think accessibility to the stadium will be, the, yeah, regardless if it's RFK, right. it could be someplace in D.C., Metro stops, and I'm there. Hey, man, I appreciate the call as always, my man. Yeah, that's it's interesting, man. Like, I think all the fans in the fan base feel the same way about this. There is a renewed sense of energy around this football team, and I think it's been on full display uh, out there the past couple of days at training camp, man. I want to hear from you all, though. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Lister Lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Question is simple. With the Josh Harris group now officially in power, we've seen what type of impact they can have with their financials. Just look at Ashburn and the accessibility to get to training camp and the shuttles and the bleachers. Everything seems like it's bigger and better with the Josh Harris group in charge, right? My question is this, though. What's more important to fans out there? Rebranding this thing to something else, not commanders, or a return to RFK? 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Tailgate Ted is out in D.C. What's going on, Ted? What's going on, Liddell? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? All right. So, real quick, those bleachers mm-hmm. weren't because of Harris Group. I know. Weren't. Okay. You, you know that. I know that. No, but those bleachers were in plans in April when the old guys still owned the team. Huh. So, that stuff is the old staff is just able to spend money now. Right. And they were given the ability to spend money. And the Harris Group is reaping the benefits of it. So it's great to see. But the Harris Group paid for ice cream for all the media members out there when it was on this hill the other day, yeah. which the old owner never would have did. Yeah. And uh, all those shuttle buses, you yeah. know, there's a lot more stuff happening. Definitely. But in regards to the name of RFK, Man, it's burgundy and gold forever, regardless of the name. Right. But we can all agree that RFK is where the home should be for this team. Yeah. And I've spent, I'd probably say the most money out of every Commanders fan during this rebrand. 
Sorry, man. I'm talking four figures. Yeah. But if they change it, I'm on board. Wow. So is it so for, so for you, Ted? The, the one and, and you speak for a large contingent of the fan base. My thing is this: What happens if they play the year out under the Commanders this year, and we win our first playoff game since 2005? Does winning add momentum to keeping this name? You feel like winning fixes everything. <laughs> the fans that are yelling and screaming to change it because it has a last remnant of damn. Yes, will stop. If we win, that is all that matters. And we're never going to agree on a name. The old one's not coming back. No, it's not. So if people can get on board, great. If they can't and we need to facilitate a reason for them to jump back on board, then so be it. But as far as I'm concerned, if you're lucky enough to have a child and raise that daughter and walk her down the aisle and she gets married, none of those memories you had – of her, go away. Right. None of those memories I have of going to RFK with my dad, right. go away. Going to a game, go away. 2012 RG3, they're still there. Yep. Regardless of what this team is named, it is still burgundy and gold. Like your co-host, Doc Walker, likes to talk all the time. <laughs> yes, that is all that matters. Hey, Ted, I appreciate you tapping in as always, my man. I want to take a quick time out. More of your calls coming up next year, though. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. What is more important to Burgundy and Gold fans, a rebrand or return to RFK? Your call's next here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Just getting cranked up here on this Saturday morning edition of Overtime. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham. 
Riding with you till high noon before we hand things over to Pete Medhurst. Coming up at 11.40, Pete Medhurst will join the program and give us the latest on what he's seen from Baltimore Ravens camp. Coming up in about 11 minutes or so, we'll hear from one-third of the Beltway Football Podcast. Pete Haley set to join us. He was live out there, boots on the ground in Ashburn yesterday for training camp practice number four for your Washington Commanders. We'll get the skinny from Pete Haley coming up in about 11 minutes when he's set to join the program. Right now, though, I want to go back out to the phones. MGM National Harbor listener lines wide open. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. We've heard from Mario Bowser. We've heard from team president Jason Wright. Now it's time to hear from you. Commanders fans, what's more important to you? A rebrand and a name change? Or returning this football team back to RFK? In terms of like hot button issues off the field with this fan base, I think those two right at the top of the list. And I understand, because look, I've, I've echoed these sentiments really for the past couple of months on this. Winning, to me, carries everything. Winning is what matters. If this team goes out next year and wins his first playoff game since 2005, you don't have a problem calling them the commanders? For what? For what? Think about some of the other names here in town. The Wizards. The Wizards have the worst damn name, maybe in pro sports. It's stupid. It has nothing to do with the area. But nobody complains about that. Nobody complains about that name. The hell is a wizard? We ain't got any luck with the Wizards. Hadn't been in the conference finals since the 70s, but we're the Wizards. I'll say all that to say this, man. If this team has success under the moniker Commanders, I guarantee you, you all won't have a problem with it. I just think they failed to capitalize last year off of the momentum they could have had with this name change. Let's go to Kent and Alexandria. What's going on, Kent? Hey, hey, good morning, y'all. How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? Good. Yeah, um, here's some nice history for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can't name them Redskins, right? Because the <clears throat> that title. There's no chance in hell. There is no chance in hell that the name is going to change back to Redskins. And I see Sabah right, on the right. line. Preview right. for you. So, I, so I saw I, that. Hold on. So, I, don't mean, I don't mean to cut you off, Kent, because now I'm going to put Kent back on hold here for a second because I need to do this. This Native American group that continues to tweet at me, I respect the hell out of you all for getting 25,000 signatures. I think that's super impressive, and it speaks to how passionate this fan base is. But, man, unless all those 25,000 people are going to come up with the money to bring sponsorships back when they pull out, it doesn't matter. They're not changing the name back. The only reason they changed the name in the first place was because the sponsors pulled out. When Coca-Cola pulls out, when FedEx threatens to pull out, you got problems. When you can't have a damn beer sponsor, you got problems. Money talks, y'all. Let's not act like we don't know that already. Let's go back to Kent and Alexandria. I'm sorry, Kent. I, I had to get that yeah, on my Yeah, chest. yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, I want to tell you about the history real fast, right. right? Of course, we know we can't change the name back to Redskins because, the, you know, the definition came from when uh, they were being murdered and stuff like that. Blood poured on their faces, and they gave them that term Redskins to cut a long story short. This is in the in, in indigenous people history of the United States. When you look at the, uh, when you go in there and look at the chapters and pull up Redskins. Okay, and another thing, I, I would like the name change to be the Warriors in respect to the Nakash Tank Indians of the D.C., Maryland uh, area, the first inhabitants of America. 
were dubbed as brown skin. So when we say Native American, we don't want to we want to say that with quotations because the first inhabitants of America were called Aborigines. Okay. They were called the, the, the Aborigines, and they and, and they were given the term Indian, quote, quote unquote. They were given that term in error by Christopher Columbus in the West Indies. But the first inhabitants of America are the so-called Black and uh, African Americans okay. who have been reclassified. So, Washington Warriors. Okay. Go ahead. Me. Yeah, the Washington Warriors would be. To me, would be appropriate because you know the Costanian Indians. They were warriors. They were farmers. They were fishermen, and they were hunters. And they and they traded. So you know the term Washington Warriors. I think that would match everything and respect to the D.C. Uh, D.M.V. of the first inhabitants that were living here in in in, in America in in D.C. And the Costanian Indians. They were warriors. So Washington Warriors in respect to the first inhabitants. Okay, of, so Kent, what of, do you want to happen, though, Kent? Do you want a name change, or do you want the team to be back at RFK? I want both, because that would even match more, because that's, that land, would, before anything was put on that land, that was the home of the Nakash Tank Indians. Ken, I appreciate the call, my man. I, look, I, I appreciate you all trying to give me the history on the Native Americans and why you want the name to be this and name to be that. But look, I, I agree with what Kent said, and, and, I, and I hope all of you out there are smart enough to understand this. The name Redskins will never come back. It will never exist ever again as the actual team name. I, I'm starting to hear Ron and, and company mention the name Redskins when talking about the legends and the alumni of this program. And that makes sense because that's what their name was. But other than that, I don't think the name's going to stick, and I just gave you the reason why. Money talks, and you know what else walks. Right? So at the end of the day, it's great that we got 25,000 fans out there to sign a petition. Guess what? I guarantee you there's a hell of a lot more than 25,000 Commanders fans out there. Point blank. It's one of the biggest fan bases in the National Football League. So that group may not even represent all of this fan base. But to act like because you have 25,000 signatures, the name's going to get changed. I think it's, I, I don't know. I think you may be fooling yourself a little bit. I appreciate the effort, and I get why they want to go back to the name. And I understand, and I've read through uh, the, the, the stereotypes that they've gone through and the common misconceptions. They've done a hell of a job elaborating on this. But at the end of the day, if sponsorship dollars are going to be hurt as a result of the name, then that name won't win. That's why they changed it in the first place. Do y'all not remember what Daniel Snyder said? In black and white, clear as day, he would never change the name of the team. He used the word never. You know what made him change the name? Sponsorship dollars. Gone. No beer sponsor. Partners pulling out. Come on, man. Let's not act like Let's not, act like, let's not act oblivious to what goes on in society, man. Y'all are a very smart group of people. Y'all are a very smart group of people. I want to continue to take your calls on this, though, because, like I said, this is the most hot-button issue amongst, fan base, amongst the fan base right now in terms of off the field, right? On the field, we know we want to talk quarterback. We want to talk offensive line. But in terms of what you all want from the Josh Harris-led group, the top of the honey-do list, a rebrand and a return to RFK. The question is, if you could only pick one, you can't have your cake and eat it too. If you could only pick one, what would you have? A rebrand to a name of your choosing or a return to RFK? More of your calls next during the fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're simulcasted on our sister station, the Team 980, and always streaming live nationally on the always free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to high noon before we hand things over to Pete Methurst. Coming up in about eight minutes, as promised, Pete Haley, one-third of the Beltway Football Podcast, set to join us. He was out there boots on the ground yesterday for practice number four of Washington Commanders. Training camp will give us the skinny from yesterday's practice, which had 10,000 fans in attendance. Uh, so definitely chopping at the bit to catch up with old pushing Peter Haley. That's coming up in about eight minutes or so. Right now, though, I want to continue to take your calls. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines wide open. We got one slot left. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. The question, very simple. What's more important to Burgundy and Gold fans out there right now? At the top of the honeydew list for this new Josh Harris-led group, the two things that were at the top was a rebrand and a return to RFK. If you pull the average fan, the casual fan, and they, and they tell you what their issues are still with the team, they'd be those two things. People hate FedEx, people hate the new name, and people hate the new uniforms. I maybe must be in the minority, Right? Because I personally can care less. I personally can care less about the name. I personally could care less about if they go back to RFK or not. Now, me being a younger person, right, I, I can't relate to, to, to the nostalgia that you all feel from going out to RFK. I, I just can't simply relate to that. I can't. But there is part of me that wants to Know firsthand and experience firsthand what the hell you all are talking about. Everything that I've been told about RFK is that not only was it the best home field advantage in the National Football League, some people are dubbing it the best home field advantage in pro sports. I would have feel that. To me, that's the main reason why I want the team to go back to RFK. But like I said, I'm still torn over that because I want to make sure if they're going to go back to RFK, I want to make sure... D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser and company have a plan for how they're going to handle the residents of D.C. that are impacted by the stadium being put there. I'm tired of the little person being stepped on, man. We know the saying, money talks, BS walks. But, man, look, I get it. We, we talked about this yesterday at nauseum. For about an hour and a half, we took calls on this about the potential ramifications of the commanders going back to FedEx. Not everybody's going to win. And we understand this is the way life works, right? You can't have your cake and eat it too. But knowing what we know about the situation, what's more important to you all out there? A rebrand 
from the name Commanders or a return to the old RFK site? Let's go to Ed in D.C. What's going on, Ed? Hey, Lanell. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How you doing? All right. Um, you know, looking at this chronologically, uh-huh. they're going to be a FedEx for the next 8 to 10 years because it's going to take a while for them to, to negotiate wherever they're going to put the stadium and break ground and build it. So that's going to be that first and foremost is makes the RFK argument for me right now irrelevant. Uh-huh. What's important to me is the name change because the rebrand, because I don't see commanders as my team. That's a, that's an expansion team that has nothing to do with the Redskins or the history. And uh, you, you have a lot of alumni who can't relate to the commander's moniker because they can't relate to it as players. They're Redskins. So the best thing for this organization to do, and I believe they're going to do it, is that these two primary owners, they are steeped in Redskin history. They want the history back. So they will change the name. And I hope they do change it to a name that's adjacent, like Warriors, and go back to to the steer helmet uniforms. And I think that would make the, the most people happy because it's honoring the 90-year history of this franchise. Mm-hmm. the franchise. The, the multi-generational fans will be able to relate. And I think that um, it will be, be a winner all the way around. Hey, Ed, I appreciate the call. And I think that that's something that I haven't even hit on here enough, I feel like. The Josh Harris-led group and company, they grew up fans of this football team during the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. And the success of this football team is synonymous with the name Redskins. I understand that completely. And since he's taken over, it kind of feels like they're maybe leaning back into the name. Ron Rivera the other day at at his press conference referred to the alumni as the Redskins. And they said that they do it with the utmost respect. So they're definitely having conversations internally about potentially switching this name. I just wonder, does Josh Harris and company have the machismo to be able to change this name back to Redskins while keeping the sponsors? Because that's going to be the big drawback. If they could do it without taking off their sponsors, they'd do it. I guarantee they would. There's too much, There's too big of a fraction of the fan base calling for it for them not to do it if there wasn't that significant hurdle. That, that just is what it is. But talking about the RFK thing and the old Redskins name for a second, to say that you feel like you can't relate to this and it feels like an expansion team, dude, if they go out and win the Super Bowl next year, are we kidding? I don't even want to cite, I don't even want to use a pipe pipe dream scenario like that. Let's just say they win their first playoff game since 2005. Are we really going to have an issue with the name Commanders? You know what? I'm going to have make Commanders synonymous with. Excuse me. I'm going to make Commanders synonymous with ending that ugly long postseason drought. So success at the end of the day is the only thing that matters in terms of this name and where they play. Right. You can, and I hate using this example, but it just shows you how little I care. If they're winning consistently and putting a respectable product out on the field and creating a sustained winning culture, you can call them the Washington fighting Daniel Snyders for all I care. As long as they're wearing that burgundy and gold, that's all that matters to me. And I know there's a large portion of the fan base that feels the exact same way. 
1-800-636-1067 is the number. Let's go to Keith in Mount Air. Let's bang through these calls real quick. Real quick, Keith. Do you want what's more important to you? A name change or returning to RFK? We've got to be quick here. Okay. In that case, a name change, but listen to me on this. Mm-hmm. How about if we do something like this as a suggestion? Have the fans vote until maybe Thanksgiving, you know, give us the choices. Then come out, say, um, for the finalists of those uh, names, maybe dictate them to us at Christmas time. And then in the last game of the season, we go ahead and unveil a new name. Um, maybe we could keep it in something like uh, the Nationals or the Capitals um, rather than offend anybody personally. Every single name we come up with which does something, say, towards the Indians, mm-hmm. it's going to somebody so why not keep in the same token to say the nationals and the capitals and maybe call them the washington monuments i don't know <laughs> keith i appreciate the call look if they're winning you can call them whatever but that name stinks my friend let's go to james in upper marlboro yeah you're the only thank you for using logic because anybody who's talking about even though percentage chance of going to the old name this isn't an inside the beltway fight this is an outside the beltway right. fight people don't if we go back to that cnbc cnn this new era look if yes. we didn't have uh you know was it george floyd and covid this name would have changed in about 25 years regardless that just sped up the track yeah because of I, 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 going agree, I agree with that james i get what you're trying to hit on yeah yeah this the, thing would have changed the, anyway the social climate Led to the led to the name change as well. Yeah, this is the outside. People are playing chess, uh, or checkers rather than chess. They just don't understand. And the sponsorship is so big on that. Yeah. There's no way in hell this name's going back. Nor should it. Keep it Commanders. Fine with it. It's something that more represents the area, DMV, Pentagon. Like the caller before, monuments. Yes. It's bad, but I, I get his point. Keep it that's DC right. related, not right. the Smithsonian's or the, yeah. or something like that, or the cherry blossoms, but something DC related. Do not go to anything Native American. Don't even touch it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's like the Lizzo effect. Don't do it. <laughs> I appreciate the call, James. Let's go to Sabah, out North Carolina. What's going on, Sabah? Well, well, you know. <laughs> first of all, can I, can I just ask how not- you at first? Can I ask how you are first? I'm great um, physically. Okay. Mentally, I'm bothered. Okay. But I just, the, the I don't like, the, first of all, the other gentleman, and I respect, you know, his opinion that saying that it was invented because they they uh, scalped the skin. That's yeah. false. Those Native Americans showed us. Because I thought that, too. I didn't know. I didn't That's know That's false. That's false. It was invented in, like, 1792 or 1800 or something by the Native Americans. They painted their faces red paint it wasn't even anything about their skin to differentiate them from the white man and they are proud and they invented this like me telling you linnell mm-hmm. you know linnell um your name is a slur it means dum-dum and you're like no no, no, no. i like my name no mm-hmm. no linnell i know better than you right even though your name is linnell and i'm not named linnell yes you shouldn't be named linnell who are we to tell them what's a slur okay secondly the name didn't change because it was a slur, because it's not. It changed because of money, yes. and that was a way for FedEx guy to get it Dan, and a way of Bowser to get it Dan, to say, we want you out, so you got to change the name, or no way you're going to go to RK. All that's done now. 
All they have to do is say, hey, we've been educated. We've seen these are Native Americans. They have come to us. And then behind the channel, you go to the sponsors. You don't need them all. You just need enough. And that's how you get it done. It's not going to be easy. Sabah, we're up against the break. I appreciate the call. We're going to have some really passionate discussion about this coming up during the week. Myself for the DOC. Rick Doc Walker in for Grant and Danny. I, I, I anticipate we're going to talk about this coming up tomorrow. And whew, you all are spicy about this. Look, if you're on the line, stay there. We'll get to your calls. Top of the 11 o'clock hour. Coming up next, Pete Haley, one-third of the Beltway Football Podcast, set to join us next here on The Fan. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're simulcasted on our sister station, the Team 980. And always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to high noon. We'll be dished the rock to Pistol Pete. Methurst, he'll give us the skinny from out at Baltimore Ravens training camp. He was out there boots on the ground yesterday for their back-to-football practice. Uh, We'll hear from Pete Methurst coming up at about 1140. Right now, though, we'll hear from Pete Haley one-third of the Beltway Football Podcast for NBC Sports Washington. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Pete Haley NBCS. What's going on, player? How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm enjoying my off day. I'm <laughs> enjoying being in the air conditioning, and I'm charging up for a long week. I just got the practice schedule. They're out there all five days starting on Monday, so let's get to it uh, after resting a little bit today. Yeah, man, definitely a rest day for everybody. I-, I saw the practice schedule as well. What do you make of them taking Saturday off? I was curious about that because now i got to switch my schedule around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fine, I guess. I mean, I'm, I've been more impressed with the practice schedule, the practice effort yeah. so far this year than I have been in years past. And I don't know if that's the enemy's influence or Ron trying to impress new ownership or Ron just realizing that he needs to up uh, the the commitment here a little yeah. bit. But there have been times in the past where training camp practices have looked pretty slow. They've ended pretty quickly. And we've had questions of like, how much is this team really preparing for the season? But I'm not having any of those questions right now. It has been sizzling hot. Ron's been maxing out the practices. And these guys are looking very gassed these days, but it's only going to help them. They're going to get in really good shape. And I think uh, hopefully between this and the Ravens joint practices, be prepared to get off to a much better start. Yeah, Pete, that's something that I feel like is kind of being pushed to the back burner. This team must start out fast. It's been the ugly characteristic of Ron Rivera-led team since he's gotten here. They always start slow. Last year, the defense didn't really wake up until week four. You mentioned that you that, that they need to start fast, but what have you seen them do here in practice that will indicate that that's going to happen? Well, that's probably the hardest thing to find is like how is it going to actually translate but um, Deron Payne talked about how Jack Del Rio is emphasizing that particularly for the defense like you said they do sometimes get off to bad starts but Deron says look we know we finished last year really well and we finished very high in a lot of categories but Jack is tired of us having to have a month or so to find our footing so if they're practicing harder if the coaches are really hammering at home then it comes down to the players I mean it's been only a few days at camp it's hard to tell exactly, you know, what kind of team they're building or what kind of direction they're prepared to go in. But I do like the message that's being spread. I do think uh, the fan base buying in and just the energy of practice is going to lead to uh, the guys being really focused here in the summer, even as camp goes on. And maybe there are some days where they don't want to be out there. So I like, you know, there's, of course, it's on optimism right now. And it's right. impossible not to buy in and let it kind of influence you a bit. But I do think they are at preparing they're positioning themselves as best as possible to quell these concerns about slow starts 
It's a good pull with the word quell, Pete Haley. Um, I wanted to say I wanted to say this, man. Being out there, like you just mentioned and alluded to, it's only been four days. They aren't in pads yet. They aren't even in shoulder pads. It's hard to get any real takeaways. But I'm going to ask you, Pete, what has been your number one takeaway or, or number two takeaway, so to speak, uh, from training camp thus far? My big takeaway, and this spans back to mini camp and OTAs, mm-hmm. and this is it's a bit specific. It's about one guy, but it's Emmanuel Forbes is going to be an instant impact, real deal stud corner and you know sauce Gardner last year won defensive rookie of the year and and has already established himself as one of the best i would not be surprised at all if forbes follows a similar path like some people are saying oh it might be worth a couple bucks as a long shot on the defensive rookie of the year category like i don't think it's a long shot i think he's going to be a turnover machine i think he's going to be able to compete with all these really good receivers in the division i'm not worried at all about his his skinniness i mean he's able to fend off guys he's able to get to the high point of catches like he's just always around the ball whenever they throw in his direction he's knocking it away or it requires a perfect throw to beat him I love the way he looks I love his maturity his focus and I like how the whole secondary just has guys who are uh, it's a mix of proven guys like Cam Curl and Kevin Fuller but then you have Forbes you have Quan Martin you have Derek Forrest who's ascending you have Jeremy Reese back there like it's a lot of options but I just have been so so impressed for Forbes I thought when they picked him over in Gonzalez in the draft you know of course everybody's nervous about that and I was too but ever since he's gotten here I've just been floored by how good he looks so I think that's been my most uh, principal thing. That's the thing I find myself thinking the most. Like it's it's tough to see right now about how because the O line doesn't mm-hmm. have pads on and there's pressure, yada yada. But Forbes is a guy I just can't take my eyes off of. Definitely, man. And you alluded to the con- the concerns that folks had about his weight coming out, and you know when, when he got here and he had to speak about it. You know, I thought he did a really good job embracing that and, and understanding that that's a real question mark. But like you said, I'm excited to see him with the pads on because. One thing that he's going to have to do playing the cornerback position, especially if they're going to use him on the, in the slot, is you're going to have to run fit. I want to ask you about the secondary, though, as a whole, man. You kind of alluded to it. I had a hot take that I, that I said yesterday. I feel like this secondary is going to rival the defensive line as the best position group on this football team. We talk about position flex with Ron Rivera-led teams. For the first time in a long time, it feels like they actually have it because you, if you go down each and every guy – in this secondary, whether it's corners or safeties, each of them have the ability for the corners. They can both play inside and outside. And for the safeties, they, all four of these guys can either play in the deep half uh, or in the box. Yeah, I love that take. I, I will co-sign it. Um, the D-line, of course, is stacked. Right. And everything we've seen from Chase Young so far is encouraging. And if he even gets to a place close to what he did as a rookie, then who knows how good this defense could be. That could really unlock some things. But I do really think the back end is going to be special. Cam Curl, hopefully they're able to get a contract extension done with him soon because he's worth it. He's so intelligent, and you can see the splits in games he played last year versus ones he didn't, how the defense just couldn't get off the field, how many points they gave up. It was a very big uh, gap in between games with Curl there versus not. Um, Quan Martin is a guy, because Forbes' arrival is a little bit overshadowed. He's still working his way. He's playing more at the second team than he is with starters, but he can play safety. He can play nickel. Benjamin St. Just is so long, really showed out well last year after they got rid of William Jackson. He's got some injury history, but if he can stay on the field, look out. And Fuller isn't uh, one of the best corners in the game, but he's also 
supremely smart and a really good influence on these guys. He's revered for his tape study and how he gets ready each week. So I just think it's an awesome, awesome group. A lot of options, a lot of ways to play it. And if Forbes can help influence more turnovers and Derek Forbes can keep up his ways of forcing turnovers like he showed last year, then it's going to be a nasty defense. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that group, man. Like you said, they got swagger as well about them, man. It's a really young group, Kendall Fuller being the elder statesman, but he's not that old and damn self. So I love the camaraderie that they have with each other, and it seems like they all just they all get along in a really good way, man. So it's fun to watch them compete. Uh, Pete, we know there's a position battle supposedly going on at the quarterback position, and we know there's technically a position battle going on at left guard between Tadeek Charles and Chris Paul. But I feel like there's another position battle going on that maybe we're not talking about or maybe they're trying to pipe down a little bit. The linebacker spot seems to be really interesting, Pete. And I kind of feel as if they're phasing the position out of the defense anyway. But through the first couple of days, Jamin Davis, we know he's ramping his way up because he didn't really participate in the spring. But seeing him get reps with the first and the second team and seeing them mix all these different combinations at backer, is it Jack Del Rio just trying to be creative or do you think that there's some question marks about who the starting two are going to be come week one? Yeah, Ron Rivera spoke on this yesterday. I pulled up the transcript, and he said, I don't know if you've noticed, but Del Rio has been doing uh, using all different combinations of linebackers, working those guys primarily in the first or second bunches. Um, so he's just experimenting, I think, figuring out which groups look the best together. Yeah. And then as the, as the week one approaches, he'll get – uh, you know, get that honed in. But Jamin, I think him being noticed on the second team, that is mostly just ramping him up. Um, I think he'll be the starter because they've invested a first rounder in him and he showed all, uh, enough last year to at least have some hope after a rookie season where there was not a ton of hope. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like Cody Barton. Uh, I think he's very fast. I think he's going to be faster than Cole Holcomb. I think if him and Davis are the two starters, you have some pretty good speed there. He's gushing about how fun it is to play behind this defensive line. And <laughs> I know maybe some of the advanced numbers on him from Seattle last year aren't great, but well, Pete, he swears drab that hates him. Drab T-shirt, yeah, drab T-shirt hates him. <laughs> and I think that matters. I, I respect Drab's opinion big time. Um, but if he can play behind this D-line and find things to be a little bit easier, then maybe he can prove to be another good one-year signing uh, along the lines of like a J.D. McKissick, Logan Thomas that this team has found before, uh, plugging guys and getting more out of them than they gave at their previous stop. So you're right, we've talked a lot about D-line and the secondary. Um, if those two are as good as we think they can be, then the need for the linebackers hopefully won't be too big. They do play a lot of five down linemen, one linebacker, five DBs. So they are phasing it out. Um, but I think with Barton, Davis, and then they're pretty thrilled about what Khalid Hudson is doing. Yeah. Uh, they can hopefully squeeze out enough production. Um, but it, it is the least important position on that group. And they have kind of treated it that way by yeah. not really uh, attacking it when it looks like they could use some better players. But the, the rest of the defense hopefully can hold up. Pete, sort of like a geeky question that I'll ask tomorrow to Ron Rivera to kind of piggyback off of what you just said. I do have some concern about them not addressing the depth at that position because we know injuries have hit this team in waves in some years, Pete. Right now, they're, they're training Cody Barton to be the Mike and wear the green dot. If Cody Barton gets hurt, is it Cam Curl that's going to be calling this defense? Or, or do you worry about the green dot pecking order? Because it seems like they're two injuries away from having a real big-time decision to make. Yeah, last year when Holcomb was hurt, um, I think Curl had it originally, but then they gave it to Jamin, 
and uh, they felt like they could trust him. It was part of his growth and development. So, yeah, it definitely worried, um, but at least we know Curl can handle it. Yeah. Um, he's, he's just another guy who Jack DeRay loves to talk about how when he came in as a rookie, it was the Zoom era, and they were on Zoom meetings, and how Curl just knew the playbook down pat, and it really stood out to Del Rio, like, who's the seventh rounder, and how does he know everything already? So <laughs> between Curl and, and Davis, I think you have uh, enough there, but you're right. We're saying that the linebacker position looks okay, and, and they have uh, good stuff in front and behind them, but they are one injury away from that linebacker position, maybe needing like a lot of David Mayo or somebody else we haven't heard a lot of, and that's not the most promising uh thing to think about hopefully the only mayo i see this fall is on my sandwiches pete haley yeah appreciate you giving us some time my friend we'll chop it up soon no problem thank you that is pete haley ladies and gentlemen he's one third of the beltway football podcast make sure you give him a follow on twitter at pete haley nbcs we'll take a quick time out when we come back top of the hour reset things we got a big time running back requesting a trade yesterday we'll give you more next as the fan You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 